Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. Welcome. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, relaxing, spend some time with your family. Now you're back to the grind, the work before the new year and all that. And it's probably December 29th, wherever you're listening Mm. on this Tuesday to our episode. So we are the prodigal and the priest, Joey Scancello, Father Paul Bechter. We're here December 29th. I want to talk about in this next episode, New Year's resolutions and what the church encourages, believes with, and all of that. Dun, dun, dun. Dun dun dun. I don't have my. Uh, I don't know my, if my drops. A, right. I don't know if there's a dun dun dun. But oh, I just figured we'd have one. New Year's resolutions. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a royal trumpet. <laughs> I was over here checking my email, and so I didn't even have the app. No. Nah. <laughs> Gosh. See, and this is why I, I put all the effort into this podcast, and then anyway. Is there football today? Oh. Uh, no. Okay, great. You just wanted to hit one <laughs> of the drops. That's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, go. I just wanted to play a drop. So December 29th, um, hope you all had a blessed Christmas, uh, time entering into the birth of our Lord. Um, and now we quickly shift gears. A lot of people do, and the world does, right? From everything since October 31st being stocked on the shelves, Christmas items, all of this. And now quickly it is New Year's resolution. Get your act together. Lose your weight. Do this. Do that. Yada, 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 yada. Mm. Right? Like the world just flips quickly. Okay. But you mentioned something in our last one that I think intrigues our listeners about what the church does, though the octave, right? Mm, yeah. Explain a little bit about the octave of Christmas. Someone who's never heard that term. Okay. What does it mean? What are they supposed to do? And how should that shape us going into the new year? Okay. It comes from the Latin word for eight, octave, octo, uh, octagon, or yeah, octagon. They're all things to do with eight. Octagon is eight sides. Octopus is eight feet, or I guess seems like they have more feet than that. I think that they're called tentacles, <laughs> not feet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. Um, okay. So anyway, octave means uh, that you have eight days. Um, and it's it takes a, a moment, if you've never heard about this before, to, to maybe understand what the church means by it. But when you do, it's awesome. It kind of changes the way you view liturgical time in the church. Yeah. So for very, very big feasts like Easter and Christmas, um, the feast is kind of too big for us to just celebrate it all in one day. I love it. And so like it overflows for the next week and liturgically, (laughs) just playing all the drops. (laughs) Um, But really that's what we do. We're like, hey. We can't we can't celebrate Jesus's birth into the world for just one day. No, you got to do it for eight days. <laughs> eight days and straight. Each day is like another Christmas. It's not like a you know mini Christmas or like second tier Christmas. Right. Just like, as big. Just as big. Like liturgically, anyway. Right. That's what you have. Um, and so if you're praying like the liturgy, of the hours or something, the 
the prayer of the church, which kind of extends throughout the day, um, you see that very clearly, this octave of Christmas and this octave of Easter. Right. That uh, sort of keep that mystery, <laughs> keep that celebration of the mystery going. Do uh, y'all wear white for all those days, right? Yeah, we do. Even well, daily masses? We do, except... So it's the octave of Christmas, but there's also kind of a special character to each day. So like St. Stephen, for instance. First martyr. Proto-martyr. Um, and for martyrs, you wear red. And Holy Innocence. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty sure for those ones, you wear red, which is what you would wear for martyrs. And we also um, get to celebrate Our Lady in that time, right? For the solemnity of yeah, so Holy Mary, Mother day, of God. Octave day, if you do the math. Uh, ends on January 1st, right? I didn't do the math before. Mm-hmm. I think it does. No, no it doesn't before yeah. that. Well, do you count Christmas Day? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it ends. It, yeah, the seven, well, no, eight days would be the second. Okay. The seven I don't the know third. how they do the math. <laughs> Some mathematician right now is cringing. Just cringing, and like what in the world? It's like, show me a calendar. I need to see the days. Um, yeah, so which is it, funny, we're both decent at math, like both like of I us like studied a lot of math, and yeah, and I was and actually pre med first, and I went through a Where lot, of, yeah, I went through a lot of math courses. My sister has a doctorate in mathematics, and right. math, I have a minor in physics. There you go, math, I have a degree in theology, catechetics, more. <laughs> um, so. But I need to look at a calendar. Exactly. I've never understood days. So we celebrate that, right? And then we end with Mary, the mother of God. Um, or towards the end, we celebrate Mary, the mother of God. Yeah, that's the eighth day is the first. Got it. Is January 1st. Perfect. I've, I've crunched the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so octave day is... <laughs> Yeah, Film before a live studio <laughs> audience. We're delirious right now with Christmas joy. Yes, that's <laughs> um, right. So so the octave day is January 1st. That's the end of the octave of Christmas. And it is the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, um, to begin the new year. Uh, we entrust the whole year to the, the care um, of Our Lady. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful things. And why we do that, the... It feels like a little bit the secular world has, like I said, moved on to, okay, new year, new resolutions, things like that. I am not big on the secular idea of New Year's resolutions because most of those, I don't believe, are followed through on. Okay. I I feel like it's a good idea, but the principle... I don't have the number of how many are followed through on, but most people, I read a statistic one time, most people have given up three weeks in on their New Year's resolution. And so my comment back and us getting ready for the new year being December 29th and people probably thinking about this, I do think it's healthy to look and say, what goals do you want to set for your new year? But how are you tangibly going to follow through on those goals, right? So that it doesn't just stop three weeks in, you know? And mm-hmm. so I believe the church, I, our faith is one through the sacrament of confession, through, through uh, what Jesus left us, that we're called to be looking at ways to better ourselves. 
right? Isn't that the reason oh, yeah. we go to confession? So I feel like New Year's resolutions are right up Catholics' alley, but yes. actually falling through on them. Yeah. Um, so it's you know what I mean? Habit forming, yeah, and being realistic and all these things. And what yeah, do they I've, say? I've it takes 19 days to form a habit, right? Something like that. Yeah, about three weeks. Um, so I just a, just a little while ago was talking with a friend of mine um, who was, who just had this really, like, I thought nice way of talking about priorities in your life. And he said, like, these, these he thinks is, is, are the, the way we should structure our priorities that, um, your faith is first relationship with God. Right. Um, and then relationships or family after that, like those are, those are irreplaceable. They're, they're more important than everything. Everything else is for the sake of those. And then after that, like your physical health, uh, your intellectual development, and then, uh, your sort of financial commitments. Yeah. Like, um, he thought that those were a well-rounded and also kind of a useful way because like it puts the most urgent in last place, right? The thing that's easiest for people to lose themselves in, which is their work. Um, it's not that it's unimportant, but we know that our relationship with God like comes first and right. family is second and all that. Um, so I think that's some kind of schema like that is helpful to keep in mind when you're coming up with what kind of resolutions do you want yeah. like you know getting in shape is a good resolution mm-hmm. um but how's your prayer life um how you know yeah uh i had a spiritual life yeah i had a spiritual director do something similar that you were saying dumbed it down to say the word joy jesus others yourself just an easy yeah. way to remember yeah. it you know no, first it's really like, helpful uh you know what are we focusing on with the lord second those relationships and last yourself encompassing all those things you mentioned yeah. and so i one thing we have our youth do um, and we'll probably have them do this exercise once a year, either on a retreat or different things. And just encourage people could help to break down the first part, which is how to build your relationship for this new year, 2021. Take an index card, you fold it in half and then fold it in half again, right? So it's made four, cre- you know, mm-hmm. four boxes. And in, in a box you write every day, next box you write every week, next box every month, next box every year. And spiritually looking at, instead of setting these goals that are unrealistic and you're going to quit in a few weeks, look at what is something tangible you can do every day in your prayer life. Mm -hmm. What can you do each week? What can you do per month? What can you do each year? So examples of that, right? You know, maybe it is um, every day, like I want to be committed to, you know, praying the office. I want to be committed to praying a rosary. Okay, per week, I want to go to an extra mass besides Sunday, right? My obligation. Maybe per month it is, I want to be able to go to confession or I want to find a spiritual director. I want to spend a holy hour per year. Maybe it's go on a retreat, a silent retreat, Um, you know, something like that. I'm just tossing out ideas, obviously. But that is one thing we've always encouraged our teens to do, and I would encourage any adult to do, to Mm -hmm. say, how are you prioritizing your year 
for Jesus, right? Everybody's right. All like, yeah, let's get out of 2020, 2021. Well, if 2020, yeah, and if 2020 <laughs> didn't teach better. us to rely on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and to turn to Him in all things, like a pandemic, what is? Right. What is? That, that's just where I'm at. It's like, great, it's going to be better. And what? People are going to continue to lose their souls more because now they don't have, you know, like I'm like, at least probably keeping people home for a little bit has, you know, stopped some sinning. I don't know, <laughs> depending what yeah, their struggle depends. is. But I think there's been graces and silver linings for a lot of people absolutely. in this, but yeah. But those are things that you want to hang on to and to make, make you know lasting parts of your life. I have a, there's something I've done with habit forming, which, um, like, first of all, I love the index card thing. I'm glad you brought it up because like, I, I believe in that too. I think yeah. that's a, the index, index card itself limits you also. Uh, like you can only fit so much on there. <laughs> right. And so it, it keeps it more realistic and manageable in that way as well. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been, so, this goes all the way back to Aristotle <laughs> um, and just understanding how we work and how habits are formed. Um, that to build a habit, and St. Thomas Aquinas takes it up in a really uh, important way for the Catholic tradition, but it's, it's, it's a truth that's as old as human nature. Um, just how we work and how we form habits. And habits are things that are intentionally done uh, in a repeated way until they kind of become part of you. Uh, that's why religious habits uh, refers to the, the clothes that religious will wear. Like you call it a habit. Um, moral habits and I guess habits of exercise and things like that are also kind of things that we put on, like right. clothing. Uh that become part of us and so make our action easy. Um, where I'm going with that is like when you are setting out to um, to make a New Year's resolution, you're probably saying, I want to acquire this kind of habit. And so you have to break it down like from there into very manageable chunks Mm -hmm. And if it's something that you're saying, I'm going to do this every day, like you probably need to think like, okay, can I do this on my worst day? Mm. Like when I'm busiest, um, especially when you're starting off. So whether it's a habit of prayer or of exercise or something like that, and all of those are good things, um, it needs to be something in the early days in the first three weeks before you, you acquire the habit more firmly before it gets more ingrained. It needs to be the kind of thing that you can realistically do, um, every day, even if it is your worst day or if you have two worst days in a row. Mm. Um, and a really helpful way I've found of thinking about that That's is, good. is to think like, um, calendars, right? Normally have the smallest increment as 15 minutes. Um, so if you're trying to build a new habit and it's something that you can usefully do in 14 minutes, um, that's kind of a, a helpful number psychologically yeah. to put out there because it's smaller than any increment on your calendar. Right. And so like 
I've for a while now, and I took this idea from somebody else, but I think it's really helpful. Like I've tried to have a daily exercise <laughs> regimen of 14 minutes. Um, mm. And I'll exercise more than that right. sometimes, but <laughs> but as my as my like expectations, something that I'll I go fifteen minutes, yeah, sixteen <laughs> minutes, um, something that I know I can keep up for the rest of my life right. uh, is a fourteen minute um, <laughs> exercise yeah. regimen, and like just to do anything for fourteen minutes, even right. if I can't do the thing I would normally want to do, and like. It's not foolproof. Just recently, like I went for three weeks or a month without doing anything, but it's something that you is easy enough to pick back up Mm -hmm. that like you can, you can actually do something like that for the rest of your life. And so when you're building a habit of prayer, if you're struggling to think like, ah, 30 minutes of prayer too much, go for 14 minutes for the first three weeks. Yeah. So glad you said that. I find the whole reason the resolutions fail is people set these, yeah, these just lofty goals that, and I'm not saying don't aim like big and all of that, but work your way up, right? Yeah. Like for most of us, it is not, um, yeah, it's just not a switch like that to go from, you know, I don't really pray that much to, I'm going to spend an hour every day in prayer. I, I just don't see it happening. And then they tend to like back out and fail. Don't be afraid to start at five minutes. 14 minutes, whatever it is, and work your way up. I actually just downloaded and started to use the Halo app. Mm, Um, I've heard that's good. It's a really popular app. I wanted... H-A-L-O. H-A-L-L-O. W. L-L-O. Oh, so not... Like Hallowed be thy name. Not Halo. Hallow's Eve. Yeah. No, not the ice cream. Oh, uh, Um, is Halo an ice cream? H-A-L-O is Halo Top. Halo Top. Um, there you go. Anyway, so this app, I, I, was started, thinking, I started looking at it because I wanted to be able to recommend it if I thought it was good. And so far, I think it's, I think it's actually quite good. It's mm. got a lot of really good content. Um, they have a, they're, they're not our sponsors, so I'm not trying to promo them, but but they but can they, be. They have a three month free trial for their premium content. And anyway, it's it's the kind of thing that I think. If somebody's like, I've tried to start a, a daily habit of prayer before and failed. I've tried even 14 minutes or something, but I just don't know what I'm doing. Um, like this, this can actually be like some training wheels. Yeah. Um, and there's a few different ones like that. Just toss out as well. Um, I know there's one called the 40 day spiritual workout. There's an app like that by Bob Rice, Dr. Bob Rice. Um, professor at Franciscan. He also works with the youth conferences. I know the Magnificat also can be downloaded on your phone. Yeah. Um, with the daily readings. Yeah. With the daily refer- readings. Some really good reflections. On and the daily and their morning and night prayer, it's a little shorter than the actual morning or night yeah, prayer, but, but still good. Substantially the same. Um, I know Net Ministries um, has this bookmark, which I think I've seen replicated other places, but essentially it's a 30-day walk with Jesus. Very short scriptures for 30 days that just take you through different scriptures, walking with Jesus, whatever it is you need to find, you know, do it, right? There's a lot of tools. It's easy to get lost in, you know, finding the perfect tool. Right. So don't lose sight of the goal, which is prayer is about spending time, intimate time with God. Right. And not multitasking during that time. So it's great to pray while you drive, but that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about like, Time set apart just for God. 
Um, yeah, or for like me, I've I've liked journaling. I'll journal on my iPad, but I make sure to put it in airplane mode so that I can't get any emails. I mm-hmm. can't get any text, any of that. So if I would just also say, if you do open, say you get Mag- Magnificat on your phone, you open it up, maybe toss it into airplane mode or do not disturb. That way it's not going to be that temptation for you to get a text message, get, yeah. you know, and, and, and to do that multitasking. Yeah. If or get, get an actual journal. And if you get the Hallow app, like I said, they're not our, they're not our sponsors. So but not, they can be. But if they wanted to be, um, I guess that would be cool. Um, <laughs> although since I've got their three-month free trial right now, I'm not sure what else they could give me. But um, We'll see. We'll see. You can get such fun things as having Father Mike Schmitz read you bedtime stories. <laughs> He's like recorded like Bible stories. Wait, really? That they've got categorized as bedtime stories. Not just him, but he's like a prominent player on there. I haven't tried it yet. You're trying to work your way in, aren't you? Yeah. That's you're right. trying to be like the, you know, being the Bible guy. Yeah. You're trying to be, right. they they need you in the house. <laughs> they just app. don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> they need the stash. I don't know if I've got the bandwidth. Well, yeah, stash. Let's not I'm, forget. Let's um, yeah, let's not forget. Okay, anyway, so. but um, just yeah. bringing it all to a close, we want to really encourage you to take a look at your new year and say, how can I improve upon that? My spiritual life, my relationship with others, and yourself, and looking at all those things. Um, it is good to set goals. It is good to set New Year's yeah. resolutions, but to actually make them, um, I don't know, attainable. <laughs> We had to set goals and objectives every year in seminary, um, and that's some that's the kind of habit that once you do it for seven years of seminary, you end up just keep you do that now. That's how you that's how you work, and just the basic distinction was very helpful as well. Like goals were things that you wanted to achieve, right? And objectives were the way that you would go about achieving those concretely. Yeah. So, like, you know, I could say I want to read the Summa Theologica of St. Thomas um, as my goal, or even better, that I want to uh, go deeper into my systematic uh, theological formation, ongoing formation. Right. And then as one of the objectives, I could have, you know, read this much every week from this thing. But so like breaking it down like that is a helpful way to think of it. Right. But I think... What I've learned from the goals and objectives I've been able to keep and the ones that I didn't really get to, um, when you're setting something like that, be sure it's something that you're going to find meaningful uh, to really dedicate yourself to for the whole year. So that like, it it requires some discernment and some more more than just a passing fancy. As much as I love St. Thomas, I don't want to dedicate myself to like, reading the Summa every day right. for a whole year because I have other things I want to read and other pressing responsibilities. And and I know that that kind of approach doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but there is probably a way that I can frame it where, you know, I can do stuff like that. Right. I don't know. That's yeah. kind of weak conclusion to where I was going. But no, I love that conclusion. I think and it, we're out. Yeah, and we're out. Bye. <laughs> um, it leads into just saying, hey, hope you have had a Merry Christmas. You're enjoying the octave of Christmas. And 
that you're going to have a blessed uh, new year and hope to see you on the solemnity of our lady coming up. And so I just saw Father Paul take a weird drink of some type of water. So, okay. On behalf of Prodigal and the Priest, this is Joey Scantzella, Father Paul. Have a great new year. Take care. God bless.